Welcome back to the Central Minnesota Futsal League podcast here for the first episode of the 2023 season. Boys, I'm excited. How have you guys been this off season so far? Good. I had a good off season. I lost some weight. Feeling good. Yeah. I, I saw you posted that on I did. On on the Facebook or the Twitter or wherever you're <laughs> On the, social, on the on socials. socials, on the socials, on the socials, socials. <laughs> posted on the yeah. socials. That's cool. what did what did you do to to do that? I can't even remember. Diet, diet. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Trying to trying to lighten up so I can be quicker this next year. Because <sighs> he's back, despite the beard rumors, is back. The beard is back. That's the first rumor. <laughs> Dang, that's the first rumor that's been busted. You need to post that. Beard I, is back. It'll be. I'll post it today All with right. the. With this, with the podcast coming out and stuff like that, okay, I'll post, I'll post it here soon. Beard is back, not beards blast. Beard is back. Yeah, beards yeah. back. So it's gonna, yeah. So sorry, that is confusing. Hashtag. The the post is gonna be a picture of his back. Yeah. <laughs> my beard. Look at beards is on back. My back. Is your Gross. is your back as hairy as your? No, my your chin. My back is like <laughs> has no hair. Really? Yeah. Huh. Just the beard. Just the beard. Interesting. Luke, how about you? How was how was the off such season awkward content? Thus far? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's been it's been good. We made it through a fall. The Sartal soccer team, you know, had a decent year. Last yeah. last in the quarterfinals was tough, but uh, it was a good fall. Christmas season came around. It was fun. And here we are, and 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 we, I wouldn't I wouldn't like put you on you know no we in just the announced spotlight. it we just announced it so we did I'm just announce to. it so um, we are expecting number two we are expecting number two so founding fathers continue to grow their, yeah their allegiance of fans yeah well and one child the future at a time. team honestly like we're really this is our farm honestly. system here yep good job we, we start Paolo, them young Judah good job Luke John Luke. Senna, Senna. Jim's, Jim's daughter, Senna. Majorly, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder how good she's going to be at futsal or sports. She's going to be a beast. Hopefully she yeah. doesn't get her dad's <laughs> athleticism. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think Jim is athletic, just in general? Yeah. Generally than, speaking, is like, he an athletic man? He's. I would say he's above average, partly okay. because of height. Yeah, I think it helps. What is funny is I don't think he ever foresaw joining a sport where his feet would be the primary thing. Yeah, honestly. Like, he's a big basketball guy, likes football, and his height really works for him in those. And but I think he punted in high school for football. No, no, he didn't. No? No. no he didn't play football. I could have swore he that's told me rumor. that. That's, that's a, a rumor. false rumor. I'm going to... I'm gonna stomp that out right now. He only played basketball, and he, or sorry, he played track as well. He was pretty good at track. I'll give him that. What did he do for track? I think he did. Can you be good at track? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Or does that? that what does that mean? Well, I'm just asking. Does that not just mean you're a good runner? Well, they have other events. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely skill to it. Like the different distances. Dude, are, people who are do like to... the decathlon and the pentathlon, like the five and ten events, like. Dude, those people are athletes. You got to do... There's a decathlon in high school track? I don't know if high school track. I don't know. I, I honestly I'm not I don't sure know. what he did. I'm not you a know good, what Jim would have been good at is swimming. 
<laughs> he would have been a good swimmer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I just would have liked to see him try to Honestly. compete at swimming. Diving. I'm getting way off topic. Yeah. Here. Just talking about gym diving. How did I get there? Um, anyway, guys, we're excited for today. We have... Um, we're going to be going through uh, for today and then also at another upcoming episode, talking through each team from this last season, breaking down their strengths, their weaknesses, and uh, discussing their team MVP, mm. which is I like ex- it. Yeah. I know. It's just, you know, looking ahead as we get ready for the 2023 season, we wanted to just look back at this last season. And I think as we've continued to break this down, we're going to see more teams come back than maybe we were expecting. Yeah. So we thought it's going to be fun to maybe break them down a little bit, um, give some some insider information from, from our perspective, the commissioners, to say, hey, what were some of the things that we saw that we liked, some of the things we didn't like, and who are the players that we liked? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so we're going to be starting at 10 and moving up to six in today's episode. Um, Bottom five and top five. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to be kicking off with Wilmer United. <sighs> Coming in at number 10, before we go in, I'm just going to give you some quick uh, breakdowns for each team, starting with Wilmer. Wilmer finished the season, one win, zero ties, and 12 losses for three points. And they had a negative 56 goal differential. It was a rough showing for our friends over at Wilmer. Um, but, Beard, why don't you give us some strengths that you saw out of Wilmer this last year? Now, this might this portion might be brief, but we want to give some credit to our friends at Wilmer. Our West Central friends in Wilmer. West Central. Man, um, that'd be fun. Man, this is... I feel... I feel... Uh... I feel like I'm put on the spot here to come up with some strengths from last <laughs> you year. You are. And I'm not I'm not trying to take shots. I know that Josh Martin will listen to this and think I'm just taking shots. But there there's not a lot of strengths when you look at a one win one win team. Um I I guess if I had to say the strengths would probably be that like they're would be their goalkeeping would be Josh and and Caleb was was probably their strength even though they gave up the most goals in the league um I think a lot of that had to do with um what would probably be one of their biggest glaring weaknesses is is defense and goal scoring um is they just gave up way too many shots anywho I'm getting into weaknesses I shouldn't be doing that but uh I think their goalkeeping actually isn't that bad like if we look at uh, Josh and Caleb's save percentage. Caleb's save percentage is 71.5%. Uh, which is pretty good. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, Josh's was just under 70%. Um, like, I, I honestly, I think that um, their their save percentages weren't, weren't terrible. They're, you know, honestly probably uh, average on the on the scale of teams or whatever but Mm -hmm. that would be that would be one of their strengths um i i got you i'll i'll bail you you got something else go for it i i'll add and i this is this is a two-sided coin for them but i'll add that they could be strong defensively at times they they have an ability to lock it down but i also know Maybe here's the thing. They are they were good in the first half of games. They mm-hmm. they struggled in the second half. They were good first half, and I think that's what you're alluding to. Is honestly like most first half games they were in, they were fine. Like 
I'm I'm trying to think back to a couple games that I know that like they were either tied or they're only down by a goal. Um, I think there was one game in particular they were playing the Care Bears and they were down one nothing at halftime and they Care Bears scored that goal like with like a minute thirty seconds before halftime and then ended up losing ended up losing the game like eight or nine nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like I think they played well in the first half. And Josh said this last year too. Like they they weren't great at like finishing games out. They lost a lot of games in the final minutes or gave up uh ended up in a tie at the last minute. Um the first season they had a lot of like one goal losses or two goal losses, just couldn't finish things out. Um and so I think that's that's their biggest thing is like just a, a mental piece or whatever. But they, they were mm-hmm. really good in the first half. Um and I think they were really good in goal. Those would probably be the two strengths. I got too far into weaknesses or whatever, but I'll let you take that, Luke. Yeah. I I mean <laughs> I guess easy piggyback would be their ability to finish a game. They yeah. struggled in the second half. That would be uh a pretty big weakness. And I honestly picture it in hockey terms a little bit. I, I picture Wilmer United when they were on the field. It was almost as if they were shorthanded the entire game. And they could lock it down and be on the penalty kill for the first half, and they survived. And maybe only let up one goal, and it was close. But you just can't do it's that a for analogy, a whole Luke. game. Yeah, You can't do that for a whole game. Another huge weakness that kind of ties into that is they struggled to get zone time. Like they really did struggle to go and hold the ball in the attacking zone for longer than 10, 15 seconds. Their scoring opportunities came off of just pure rushes. I'm pretty sure their one win this year was a 1-0 win, and it was a quick breakaway that they scored from just over half, and that, and then they locked it down from there on out. It wasn't, it wasn't from a huge setup play like they really did just struggle in the offensive zone and i mean on a similar note a huge weakness would be then scoring i think they didn't have any players this year get double digit points which again points are not always the the clear indicator of of how a team is doing or how even a player performs because there are strong players that that don't get all of the points but they really did struggle scoring and putting points on the board uh which i really think just comes from their lack of offense they had 27 goals they forfeited one game the last game of the season top boys had 28 goals and top boys forfeited five games this last year so they had five games where they didn't score a single goal yeah they struggled to score for sure and the top boys finished with one more goal than them not playing four more games yeah like that that's just an exemplifying thing of like there's not goals coming that need to come well yeah it's on both ends because i mean they had the least amount of goals for in the league yeah and the most amount of goals against yeah Yeah. and so on both ends of the field they really struggled and i think like as we move forward even into team mvp it's like it's hard to just really pick one i would say if i had to pick one i would i'd go with will I yeah. think I think Will's a great really? player, and here's the thing too: I'd is agree. I I really loved Gabe. I think Gabe's an awesome player, and I think he was a solid addition for Wilmer in this second season. They need another another Will I, on their team in yeah. order to start scoring more. Because the thing with Will is he makes great plays. He's got great like footwork. He can like control the zone in the corners a little bit up top. 
but who does who does he have to really like make plays no. with? I think I think that's where they were missing uh, Jacob this yeah. year. Is mm-hmm. like Jacob was kind of their other option or whatever. Jeremy could create a little bit, score some every now and again, but Jacob was their other scoring option. I think Gabe was was a good addition. I think the thing that hurt them with Gabe though is that like Gabe hadn't played a ton before, so like the other guys had some experience. And so, like, they were playing a certain style, and Gabe, very much, you could tell, was coming from a soccer background. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, it, there is a crossover there that you're having to learn to play differently. And so, and and he might have started to pick up on it a little bit at the end of the year, but, um, it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't enough or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, and that's something, I'll just say this, then we'll move on to the next team. With, with Gabe is, you could tell he had the soccer mentality, which is, like, Take the open space and make a run, which is great. But in futsal, it's like passing is king. Yep. If you don't figure out that passing game with your teammates, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Well, there's not a lot of open space. No, there isn't. And if you're not making those quick passes, you're easily gonna turn yeah. the ball over. You're not gonna be able to make a you know make a play. And so it is important to keep those passes going. And uh, hopefully, something can figure out for this next year. Yeah, I I'll, I'll share this maybe in the bonus content. But I would have a different team MVP. Yeah. Check out our bonus content <laughs> yeah. episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned if you want to hear Beard's praise. Maybe mm. that's it. Doesn't come often. <laughs> no. All right, we'll keep the ball keep the ball moving. Number nine. Top Boys Futsal. Came in with two wins, one tie, ten losses for seven points and a negative thirty-eight point differential. Luke, why don't you give us some strengths from the top boys? Yeah, I think when when they showed up, they are a high-skilled team, a very high-skilled team. I think we saw that a few weeks when they when they did show up and didn't forfeit. Uh, they were a very skilled team with the ability to put goals in the back of the net. And so, honestly, that's really all I got for strengths for the top boys. That's their, They were skillful. They weren't around enough. To no, like it's really, really hard to evaluate them. Yeah. Honestly, they didn't even really show up for playoffs, right? Like they were non-existent. They, yeah, they missed playoffs. Yeah, didn't so show up. They they missed a lot of games this year. Hard to give them an accurate grade, but when they were around, they were they were good. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah I'll I'll go uh, weaknesses, and I would say probably their biggest weakness that was quite glaring. And I'm not gonna go the oh they didn't show up route because it's just it's obvious. It's obvious but when they're playing. I think their weakness for sure is on the defensive side. Um, they play this style where it's like whoever is whoever is tired is going to play goalie and play defense. <laughs> and that's just kind of how they run and it's which is fine, but if you're trying to get some type of cohesion between your team, you need to have players who are designated to certain roles. And that that yeah. doesn't mean you can't switch them around a little bit, but at the end of the day it's like who's who's your goalie? Cuz then they just throw someone someone random back there and they're letting in four or five goals a half. And it's like you can't you can't win games when you're doing that. They turn over the ball in their offensive end and two guys will hang up top and not come back at all. It's like you gotta play some defense. And so that was the thing I struggled with watching the top boys is they're like full force going forward, make a play, like everyone's rushing the net, and then it's like they all stop up there and no one drops back to play some defense. And their goalies don't Abdi- drop Abdi- down. Abdi- it drives Zach. me crazy. Abdi- Abdi- Zach just stands feet. on two feet. I'm like, dude, drop down. 
to a, a, a knee at least, but it made me laugh. Dude, I, one, I do love those guys, but I think that was probably the biggest weakness I saw. One, one of the other weaknesses in that is is I think they got hit by injuries big of one of their guys that I would say would should have been a key player only played two games, and that was Yasir. I think I think if Yasir plays, they, they're a little bit better for sure because he can play defense, he can play goalie, he can play up top. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. He's an all round player. When you said that, I was thinking Leo, and I was like, Leo was on St. Cloud no, United. No, no. no, you Yasir. I love Yasir. He's mm-hmm. the man. He's he is honestly one of my favorite guys to ever come through the CMNFL court. And I am sad he didn't he didn't play much this year. He rolled he his came, ankle, that's what happened. Yeah. He came around for pickup stuff quite a bit. Yeah. But he usually just hung out on the side. Here, give um, us your team MVP. Team MVP. So I'm torn between two guys here because obviously their defense is not great. Um, they had two guys pretty similar in points. They had uh, Zach Muhammad with 10 goals, four assists, and they had Robbie with nine goals, three assists. However, Robbie also played a number of times in goal, um, so maybe not getting in the attack as much. Um, I. I personally really liked Zach's game. I think Robbie's probably a better all-around player. Um, and if he had didn't get put in goal because of getting tired or whatever more often, I think he's probably far and away, like gets more goals, gets more assists, whatever, and shows that he's their, he's their team MVP. So I'd probably say Robbie. Um, you know, I think, it, like I said, if you see there, maybe it's him. Um, Kadar Korain, like they, they had some good guys. I mean, like, but of, of guys who were there consistently on that team was there for the games. I would say that at Robbie was probably the best, best guy on that team for sure. Yeah. He was good. Zach is also. Yeah. That's what I said. I was between those two. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I was, I, I was kind of not listening. I'm going to be honest with come you. Come on, dude. I'm sorry. I, was I, I literally team. gave their stats. I said, Zach had 10 goals, four assists. Robbie had nine goals. What about Lefty? Uh, lefty wasn't there a bunch. He played quite a few, didn't he? I might be. I, don't I might know. be mistaken. They honestly, and which that's like that's kind of the point I'm I'm even trying to make too. And, and what Luke was saying earlier is like they have a lot of high skilled players. Yeah, they just struggle to show up. Yeah, which I know yeah. we could say that all day about. Yeah, about you know top boys, but. You think of, of those guys, and it's like we could, we could, um, yeah. you know, have a good team there. But yeah, we'll keep moving, and we'll jump up to number eight, which is Thunder Ducks. They were a first year team with us in the CMNFL. Finished with four wins, zero ties, and nine losses for twelve points and a negative thirty four point differential. And I'll kind of start with these guys with their strengths. And something that I really liked from them is kind of the opposite of what I said for um, the top boys. But what I really liked from the Thunder Ducks was their team chemistry. Of of course, mm-hmm. they they all play together in yeah. you know in in school in school soccer, and um, I think their chemistry was very apparent that they had when they're playing on the field. They're able to find each other really easily. Yeah. They know where each other are going to move. They understand their roles that they're playing in. And I hate to keep going back to this because I I get it's a you know Sunday night league, but when all of their top guys showed up, they were a really good team. Yeah, they were really good. Like they beat the Mad Martians. Yeah, which was 
I loved that game. That yeah. was so fun. Like those are the games that I live and die for. Are those like tight games, like high skilled, all of your top guys are there. And when all the top guys of the Thunderducks showed up, their chemistry was honestly, I'd say, one of the best in the whole league. They're yeah. able to find each other so well and make plays. It's like, wow. Yeah, they they definitely play together outside of yeah. the CMNFL. And so I loved that from the from that team. And I think that's an obvious like bonus and upper hand they have to other teams is that chemistry piece. And I think if they can continue to utilize that by bringing other guys in they play with, look out for the Thunderducks this yeah. next year. No, I I one hundred percent agree. I think they are they are a sleeping giant. Like could be a not just a good team, but a great team if if they have consistency. Um talking about weaknesses with the Thunderducks, um I did I didn't realize this until like literally looking at the stats from last year. They had the second worst goals allowed. Seventy four goals allowed, nine less than Wilmer, which was Wilmer just had an extraordinary amount. Um, now, obviously, that that comes from, uh, once again, like they didn't have their con- top guys there. I think there was two weeks where they had they only had one of their guys there with a bunch of subs or like two of their guys there with, with a bunch of subs. But when they had all their people there ready to go and stuff like that, they were, they, they were a tough foe um, for every team. Like they were tough to to match and play against and stuff like that. Um, I think defense was a was a weakness. I think goalkeeping was a weakness at point, but I think they figured it out. You look at the end of the year, um, when they when they had their players there at the end of the season, um, they they had three guys uh, the final the final week of the season and were playing they were playing three on six against Nat control. And were right in it. Like I think they were either tied at halftime or down by one at halftime. Um, we're playing right there with them. Um, in in uh, week what was it? Week five. Um, they played a tough fought game against Mad Martians, uh, but uh, beat Wilmer. Um, you know, and then like they they had some good games when they had everybody there. Uh, their week, their week three was obviously their best week, beating number three finishing Nat Control, uh, number two finishing Ryan Martians or whatever. Um, but you look at the season; it was just consistency, mm-hmm. and and that's honestly, it's a lot of team. I mean, it's a Sunday night league, like you said. Like this isn't people's biggest priority. Yeah, but right. Um, like if they have consistency, that's that's their biggest weakness. It's why they gave up a lot of goals, um, and they did start to figure some things out. But weaknesses for sure. We're, we're defensively um, and uh, we're figuring out that, that side of the ball. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Luke, uh, team I'm, MVP. I'm interested to hear who his team MVP is. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know who I would pick. I think there's obviously a couple candidates, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to give my team MVP to Andrew Gritman. I think. Really? I know. Really? I know. Okay, I know. I was interested. To, uh, okay. Big Gritman. I think. I mean, truly, Gritty. you Gritty, think as they call him. You think back to this season, who was there the most? Which again, I don't, I don't. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but Gritman was there consistently. And granted, he wasn't in the same league and wasn't playing on the same team as those other guys were. So mm-hmm. he had the energy. He had probably a little bit more time, whatever that looks like. But also, I got to give it to him because they pulled out some wins, even, even 
when they shouldn't have and when they didn't have their guys. And honestly, it's because I know Grady was recruiting for there to be guys to even be there. Right. And yeah. I'll just say this, this, this summer and like league would have been a lot less fun if he wasn't putting the team on his back and getting guys to show up so that they could at least compete and be in those games. Like forfeits are just not the they, same. Yeah, they don't finish eighth if like no if he's not. They're probably they're that. probably bottom of the league. Uh, I mean, more bottom of the league could be ninth, could be tenth if they they add some forfeits in that mix. Yeah. And so I I'd also add he just because he played so much, just consistently and pick up stuff, uh, and was there every single week. He he was a big reason too that that. I mean, again, not to get too much into like weaknesses, they just don't play with boards a whole lot. They're coming from a soccer field. They play a lot together on an open field, 11 v 11. Playing with boards is a huge switch up. Mm-hmm. And he was the one, I think, that brought kind of the calmness and just like the knowledge of the, how do we play with boards a little bit? And you could tell like he was accustomed to it by the end of the year, which I think helped them out a ton. So yeah. Gritman, MVP. I like that. I'm a little bit sad you didn't pick shin guards. But that honestly, that would have been, I think that would have been my pick. It would have been <laughs> shin guards. Like his solid pick. Yeah. It would have been a solid pick. He had good stats. He wore shin guards. Yeah. Had a ton of tenacity. <laughs> shin guards. All right. Well, well let's keep moving. Uh, we're going to move on to um, what is maybe the show's favorite team. The Patriots. Oh, we the love Patriots. the Patriots. What did they we finish? Do. The Patriots finished in seventh place with seventh six place. six wins, zero ties, and seven losses for eighteen points and a one point or goal differential. One goal differential. So as much as wow. we talk about the Patriots, let's break them down a little bit more. Um, some strengths, some weaknesses, and of course we'll have to do an MVP from the Patriots. Hmm. <laughs> Oddly enough, Nelson has team MVP for the Patriots. I wonder who he'll pick. <laughs> I wonder how he got to this rotation. It's it just random. All right. Yeah, Beard, yeah, give yeah. us give us some some strengths from the Patriots from this last year. Strengths from the Patriots this last year. I think when when they had like when they came in focused and motivated, they they could play with just about every team. Um you know, they, they were in tight games with Founding Fathers in both of their games. I think those were, what, one, two goal games at the finish or whatever. Um, you know, they they ended up beating Mad Martians with, with a couple subs or whatever. Um, but so they, I mean, they they definitely <coughs> could play could play with the best teams. I think um, they, they, for, I don't know, they're, they're with, <laughs> I'm having a hard time picking up some strengths for them. I mean, their strengths are uh, probably also the same as their team MVP. I mean, hey, 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 I, I'm not one to jump into there. it. They had they had two strengths. Their name were Luke Spanier and Jackson Kent. Those were their strengths. Everybody else weakness. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think I I wish I had weaknesses for this one because like what about Nate Vogley? Weakness. <laughs> Can I? Uh, I here, here, here's here's my thing, and Nat got better. Don't get me wrong, Nat got better. Yeah. I I just think like one of their one of their biggest things that frustrated me watching them um, was their rotation of players. Now, don't get me wrong, Jackson and and Luke, and I'm getting into weaknesses, so I apologize. But Jackson on, and dude. Luke are their best players. But there were times that like both of them were just walking and jogging, and it's like 
dude, just take a few, take a minute break or whatever to get your other guys in there. And here's the thing, like, I get talent-wise, Tommy and Ben were not at the same talent level as Jackson and and Luke, but, like, Ben is defensive-minded that when you came in there and you said, like, Ben, if you lock, you can you just lock down defense for Luke for a minute so that he can get a breath or whatever? Mm-hmm. So then, like, then he can come back in ready to go. I think they would be a lot better. I think that what happened was is they they relied so much on their strengths. Like yeah. that and that's what I was getting to is like I think those two guys perform super well. Um but like they they just they overworked them to where like then they like they fell apart kind of at the end. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I thought the Patriots would be a lot better. I had them in my preseason number two. Um you're laughing and shaking your head at me. It, it is what it is. I didn't I it's did crazy. not see it's any crazy, I, in no way in my mind did I see them falling to seven. Like did not predict that. I think I think they are a good team. Um I mean I said this in a past podcast, but Sam Snyder I think did not perform. He regressed to the level. Oh, maybe that'll come out in the weaknesses. Yeah. I will say though too and then Luke will will go to you. The league just got better this year. And yeah, I know we sure. all know that, but I don't think we were maybe expecting it to progress as much as it did. Yeah. What like if you look at season one and the level of the league, yeah, like was let's just say it's a five, like average or whatever. Like and we knew it would get better this year. I would say like maybe we thought it would go a six, six and a half, and I would say it jumped to like an eight. Mm-hmm. And so like it didn't just get better, it got pretty significantly better with some of the teams yeah um so yeah i'd agree luke um take us to patriots weaknesses <sighs> where do we begin <laughs> i'm just messing to, to I'm be just, a wow. preseason like number two number three team and like yeah fall to seven <laughs> there's gotta be i mean there has to be weaknesses okay like, and in hemi's defense all many people had them in for sure the top five you know what i mean and even I think they they gave us a hard time if we didn't have them in their in our top three. Oh, they were going they crazy were, when we put them at. I put them at number four. I think they maybe were razzing even, us. I maybe maybe even put them at three, and they were just spazzing at me as yeah. like, "How dare you? Yeah. leave us outside of the top two. I'm like, there's so many teams that are joining the league this yeah. year, and yeah. good teams. Yep, I think <laughs> their their first weakness, which I actually don't have written down here. Was their overconfidence heading into the league? <laughs> no, it's true. They're, all the stuff they're posting yep. on social media all the time. Watch out for the Patriots. Yeah, it's like I, I think I agree. I think they they went into the season thinking Them packing the vote every week to win Player of the Week. <laughs> yes, on, on a week when they didn't win a single game, <laughs> like that's that was the best part for me. Somehow makes it into the Player of the Week voting with a goal and an assist and one save and wins it. Yeah. They, okay. they, they love our social media. We'll just say that they yeah. follow it closely. So, uh, that I mean, truly, that kind of is a weakness for them. But definitely not the only thing going on. I think they had some internal stuff they had to battle through, uh, and kind of figured out towards the end of the year. Started to put some pieces together. Here's the deal: you got a bunch of guys on a team that love to play, that have the heart for it, and I think they struggled to find a system that worked for them, especially with Nat and Goal. They they just were struggling to figure out how do we do this, and 
I would say they they slowly got better at it. And I think they truly, they were practicing. They were putting time in to make sure that they could figure out a system that worked for their crew. But again, they just struggled with it. I would say one of their biggest weaknesses all year was their inability to close out close games. Mm-hmm. They they really did struggle with, with those one to two goal games. And they're such an emotional team. Like they yeah. wear they wear their hearts on their sleeves, yeah. all of them, which I, is why we love them, right? They're a ton of fun. But realistically, I mean, just look at some of their stats. They had a four goals for average and a 3.92 goals against average, which I get there are some blowouts on either end. They, they had some big wins. They had some big losses, and that evens out. But when you look at just some of their weeks, I think Hemi mentioned this. They had a one-goal loss to us, the Founding Fathers. Uh, they had a two-goal loss to the Founding Fathers. And this was right in the middle of the season, like kind of in the thick of it. This is when you're really trying to figure it out get some things together, get your stuff together. And they had a bunch of close games that that they just, they struggled with and they shouldn't have. They should have pulled away St. Cloud United, two goal loss. Care Bears, a one goal loss. All right. Same thing. What is it? Week six. Okay. Again, end of the year, they had a big win against the Mountain Martians. Uh, there was one more really. They lost to Nat Control. That was it. They lost, I believe, a two goal game to Nat Control, which... I know they wanted back. That was a tough one, but they got to figure out a way to close those games. Mm-hmm. And they just they struggled. I don't know if it was it just was emotion. emotion. It was it, the yeah, because it's That's not their it skill. It's not their skill. It was it was in the heat of the moment. You could almost see it. Like they they would get down on themselves. They'd get frustrated. Someone would punch a board, and then you just knew like they're caving. And I think other teams knew that as well. Caleb and so rescue? yeah, a little <laughs> bit of the Caleb Eskew effect was in on the Patriots. Dude, I think think with that, it was best exemplified. Their entire season was best exemplified in their last game of the season against the Martians in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Is they didn't play to their strengths, which was figuring out a way to lock down defensively, letting Nat's huge body and goal, like, protect it, and then, like, drop Luke back, drop Sam back, and try to just pick off a couple goals with Jackson up top. Um, like oh, they got into a scoring battle. Yeah, and that and that's the thing is they tried they tried so many times this year to get in a shootout with teams and you said this, their style is not they cannot play skill for skill with teams based off of their team this last year and because they tried to do that, like I think that's why they got they got taken out is when they tried to like if they had played the mentality of counterattack like play tough defense, like lockdown penalty kill, like mindset, yeah. like you were saying with Wilmer earlier. If they played that style, I think they would have honestly upset the Mad Martians. They had, I think they were up two nothing in that game. Yeah, and like, what did they end up losing? Like losing by two or three. Yeah, like I, I think they they lost by a couple in that playoff game, and they just went they went away from the style that they would best suit them. And so I think that's uh, part of it is that what you said is like one of their biggest weaknesses is their inability to recognize their strengths and play in that mm-hmm. rather than try to like play with everybody else. And they did that against founding fathers. Yeah. Like they, they played their strengths and they would do that against other teams, but they didn't 
they didn't do it consistently. No, because they would go into some games thinking they have it. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, yeah. They would go into the founding. It's the overconfidence. Fathers. It was it was the original piece that you said, and that mm. almost that almost helped them in those games against yeah. the founding fathers. Yeah, was was that confidence piece because they'd come in and have that attitude of we're winning this game no matter what. Yeah, you know, and they played great. It, but like, I don't think that was an overconfidence. It was that they had a that they said that they were going to win, but they knew in order to do that, they had to play their style. They had to play lockdown, whatever, and like because of that, they had the opportunity to win those games. But like, they would go into other games with the confidence of we're going to win, but we can just we can just play whatever style we want because this team isn't one of the top two teams in the league. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think I think as we've continued to talk about with the Patriots and this emotional piece, I think when they were able to really lock it in um, with some of their with some of their top end players, you're able to see them pull out some of those wins. And I think too like some of those big ones they had like the win against the Mad Martians, it's like they had some subs. Is that the game they had they had Ooze and, and yeah. uh yeah. Yeezys. And and like Will or whatever his name was. That was the Yeezy Slides, wasn't it? Yeah. The foam runners. The foam, foam runners. runners. The foam runners. That was the game winning goal. Oh. It literally flew off his foot as he sent Omar. it in. Omar, Ooze, and game. I think it's Will. What a game. I don't know what his name was. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I will move on to team MVP. Well, we don't gotta probably spend too much time on this. Yeah, we? we all know who you're gonna pick. What are you talking about? This could go either way, between many people. You've no. got you've got Nat, solid goaltender. You've got Sam, great midfielder. You know, doing his thing. Jackson Kent, great addition. But I would be remiss if I didn't say, probably, and I don't probably Luke Spanier. Don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> I know that's what you think. Yeah, I, I mean, I would pick him as well, but. Yeah, no, Luke is a great player, and I say all the time, it's it's jokes. Um, best best player in the league. But truly, Luke is a great player, and I think is the spine of that team. Not just in terms of skill, but truly he's the one who really coordinates everything that happens on and off the field. He's able to put the plays together. He, he points out guys where to go, who to watch for, um, you know, what different style they're going to play against different teams. And I think that his soccer skill and knowledge translates well to the futsal world. And I think the more that he's been working with those guys, um, I think the more cohesive their team has been, mm-hmm. which has been fun to watch. It's been honestly, I, like, I've enjoyed watching him play with guys like Nat and Sam because those are just different play, player styles than what he's he's used to. Yeah. You know? And I think it's been fun to watch that um, team relationship continue to develop. Um but they're, you had, good, they're good guys. They are. Like you, you have to say Luke. Um, but, you know, yeah. I, I'd love to get into some more speculation about what that looks like for this upcoming year. But that'll be on our, our bonus. Bonus content. I, bonus yeah, content I, episode. I'd love to talk about that more in bonus content. I just want to throw this out there as we finish up on the Patriots, okay? All right. And this is going to be, this is like, this is going to be controversial because of I've called out <coughs> Sam now on multiple podcasts or whatever. But Sam, in a league that we said was better this year, multiple steps better, had seven more goals and one more assist this year than he did last year. Yeah, more so, more games. More games, for sure. And he was injured a couple games last year. Yeah. Luke, 
who once again, the, the, the league progressed. But Luke had four less goals and two less assists this year. Yeah. He, okay, you're right, but he he played a different position. He had he I had don't know to, if he really did. He did. They brought Jackson in to do what Luke was trying to do last year. No, no, no. Jackson very clearly replaced Lido. Jackson's numbers okay, okay, this year yes, are replaced. almost identical to Lido's last year in a better league, which means that Jackson Jackson for sure was an upgrade in where they were at in forward. He Jackson's numbers were 22 goals, three assists. And I know stats aren't everything, but like this is some of the things that we can pinpoint. Lido had 20 goals, six assists. Their number, they were one point off in a league that got better. Jackson picked up the pace and did exactly what what Lido had done last year, basically. When I look at when I look at Luke's numbers, and I'm not I love Luke, and I would also say he's the team MVP, but I'm asking the question, did he regress? I will say this before just as yeah, go ahead. Sam had, had better go numbers. Ahead. Jackson Spanier, stayed ahead, the same. Spanier had for sure one week and maybe more than this. So that's at least two games where he was in net. When uh, when Us and Omar came in, he was in goal. And again, filled a, they had a huge win against Mad Martians that week. Yep. I would say furthering a reason where he probably was team MVP because there was, I mean, you're not going to bring Us in and put him in net. So someone had to be in net. Also, yep. we've seen Sam in net. He's trash. So <laughs> it's he's just not a good goalie. And I think he he would I would hope agree with that. He there's a reason they don't put him in net. He's he's better on the field. So I will say again, kind of a little bit different position. I would probably agree with Hemi more though that he was playing the same position as he was last year. Yeah. It's there wasn't much change. He's the quarterback that kind of sits back on that half field line and directs everything, but. Racks up assists, gets a few goals. I think positionally he was the same, but there were some at least two games and maybe even more that he had to fill in for I, that. I would, I would, I said regressed earlier, and that's that's a bad word because I was def- a, that I, was a bad I'm word. I'm sorry that I I do How not feel you? that way about Luke. Uh, I would say the league just got better, <laughs> and I would say Luke stayed at about the same same level. Um, but like obviously the team changed around. I asked the question. Because like I said, if Jackson provided the same output that Lido provided uh, and Sam provided a greater output than he did the year the year before, um, yeah. then what what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> Luke's, Luke's smelling something. Yeah, he texted us and asked who farted. <laughs> it was me. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I could just... All right, I'm just gonna say yeah. this on this topic, and then we can move yeah, on to yeah, right. Bears because we're we're talking a lot about the Pats. Yeah, I think fun and this is this about. is maybe you know this is a subjective thought, but I think when it comes to people who play defense that position, I think stats aren't as important. Like they are, they do carry some weight, but I think when you look into stats, I don't. I agree. I don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't think they matter as much for defensemen of they matter a ton for your guy up top for your strikers because that's what they're they're up there to do that's what they're paid to do that's in their contract yeah but when it comes to defensemen it's like they really are there to 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 create the play and yes it's going to be super helpful when they can get points and when they can put some in the net and create you know get you know some assists in there but really at the end of the day i think luke's position is is there to be kind of the backbone of the team create some plays and again like if we're going to talk stats he only played 10 of the 13 and two of those yeah. he played in net. Sure. And so 
There's some of that stuff that no, you have to I, I, I agree. I, I would, I, like I said, I was more playing devil's advocate. Right. I, no, I would I, agree with you. I would have picked him as my team MVP for them as well. I, I just wanted to throw out, like, looking at the big picture or whatever, of even though as much as I ripped Sam, like, his stats show that he got better. Um, yeah. Now, play-wise, I, and that's where, like, I don't think stats are the full story right. on Luke or on Sam. Yeah. So... All right, well, we'll keep it moving to our, our last team, which, you know what? They ended up winning the whole thing, mm-hmm. the Care Bears, which was crazy. That Number a 60, six. A 60-1 yeah. won, uh, won the, the league. Well, they won they won the year-end tournament. Yeah. You know. Not like the Premier League championship. This is more yeah, of like... the Captain's <laughs> Cup. Yeah. They, they did. They, they won the, the Championship Cup. They did, and they were a great team, and I think we come Cup. to the end of the year, they really figured it out, and I'm not going to steal any more from you, Luke. So why don't you give us some strengths from the Care Bears from this last season? Yeah. All right. A couple of strengths that instantly come to mind. Very similar to the Thunder Ducks is they have insane chemistry together. They are, they are so well-tuned to where each other are at. I mean, they easily had some of the prettiest plays in the league when they were on the field together. Their ability to score on like two-on-ones is unmatched. Yeah. It's, it is phenomenal. When they send that pass across, that thing is on net low and most of the time in the back of the net. And if it's on some goalies in the league, it was in and out of the net before they could even slide over. Like it, they were, they were so, you could tell they play together for sure. And they know each other. They, I would also say potentially the highest skilled team in the league. Yeah. Now I know we had a captain of another team come out and say that they were the highest skilled team in the league this past year. And it's up for speculation clearly. But if I had my vote, I would say Care Bears are probably when it goes to just technical skills, their touch, their ability to pass, I would give them the highest skilled team in the league. And so when you match that with chemistry and then when when their guys show up, I mean, and I, I'm not getting into their weaknesses, but when their team showed up, which they were at the end of the year, they were easily above a six seed. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone would have, I mean, especially looking back now, would be like, yes, the Care Bears are a six seed, right? They, they for sure a top three team uh, in the league, and it was just how the chips fell. And they they proved that they were better than a six seed when it came to the end of the year. Uh, they they figured out, and again, this is a strength and that that they discovered midway through the year is when they found Brandon and Net. The rest of the pieces fell into place, and yep. things took off for them. Yeah. When they put Brandon back there and had a guy who committed to goal. Don't get me wrong, Keegan was a pretty good goalie, but you don't want Keegan and Net. You don't want him yeah. off of the field. You want him in that Spaniard position, making plays, setting up the passes, and quarterbacking the play. And when they had Brandon finally say, like, hey, I got this, I'll be in net, easily, again, one of the one of the strongest field teams. And then their subs, again, a huge strength for them. Their subs were strong when they and I'm not even just saying like they're rostered six. I'm saying even when their their rostered guys couldn't make it and they brought in other guys from just that they know they were they were strong as well so they just had they had a lot of depth they were high skilled and they played well when it counted most yeah they did and i think that kind of will relate a little bit to what i'm going to talk about and when it comes to their weaknesses 
Now, when I think about that, there there really isn't, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, there really, I didn't feel like was any glaring weakness that the Care Bears had. There's some stuff that they could have figured out here and there. Now, I will say, and kind of the, the piece I'll focus on was kind of that first half of the season. Yep. They really couldn't figure out the, you know, the defensive side, yeah. goalie, um, that whole area. It's like, what's really going on? Because they had so much strength up top. I think all of their guys have strengths to play up top. Yeah. So they struggled to maybe figure out all right, who well, is the best. Who, who's going to who's going to play who's going to play him back? Cuz yeah. someone has to. Yeah. And they really needed to designate someone to play that position in order to get some momentum going forward if they're going to make a deep run, which coincidentally they, they did. did. And they yeah. figured that out and that's how they I think ended up like Doe honestly does not get enough credit. And I'm not gonna say who your MVP is. Maybe say that. Oh, say, I I will pre pre give it. It's yeah. dope. Like he was able to really solidify that team's identity identity when he jumped in net, and it helped everyone out. Everyone else understand what is our role. And I think that the more that they did that, they were able to to run out of that back half of the season. Really on top, they 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 won this uh, six of their last seven games in the regular season. And they were like the only game they lost was a rain game against the Mad Mad Martians, Martians, right? Otherwise, they could have gone out their last seven, winning all seven. And so, I think the the only weakness that I'm really I can sit here and really say for sure was in that first half where they really did struggle in the back, trying to figure out who's playing this position, what are we doing on defense, because they were they'd constantly just get into a a boxing match and who's gonna who's gonna score the most goals here. Mm -hmm. But once they put Doan back, like, dude, they were. They were lights out. I don't know how they ended up finishing six, but that first half was was a bit of a struggle to figure out as a team, um, you know what they were doing. But yeah, I think I think um, that was probably the the biggest weakness. I'd say you know there's some other stuff here and there too. Um, I think another thing that maybe they struggled with was um, you know maybe just some maybe just some attitude stuff. You know I think there was times that they did with a couple different teams get into some. You know, some, altercations. Some altercations. That's a good word. Not just with teams, but with the ref. Yeah, and that's a, that's what we don't love in the league. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, we're trying to clean that up. And and so it was something they struggled with. A I little think bit. they figured. I think they started to figure it out a little bit. And they the did. The year, but when yeah. you have guys who get suspended, like yeah, that's not it's not what you're going for. Yeah. And so that's always tough. But they're a great team at the end of the day. And so I mean MVP. Well, and so that so part of that also I feel like leads into my MVP because I think. Not only was he a difference maker in establishing their defense and stuff like that, but I think he was the calm presence that like got them all settled down, um, especially from having conversations with him at the end of the year. Uh, Brandon, Brandon's my team MVP of like, dude, he's like, he, I had conversations with him where he's like, guys, just settle down. Like yeah, we're, right. we're a good team. We don't need to be, we don't need to, need to be doing all this other stuff. But besides that piece, like not at like, not being the team captain, but being one of the older guys in the team and like seeing seeing those things and like kind of helping right the ship in that, he doesn't get enough credit. He finished with the third best goal different or goal save percentage in the league. Um, only playing probably in goal, I think, you know, six games, seven games. Um, so not getting a, a full season out of it or whatever. Uh, and, and played lights out in the playoffs, honestly, like he, he, Mm -hmm. he was the reason their bit difference. And, and here's the thing too. The thing that Brandon does well is like, not only did he commit to playing goal, 
but he can use his feet. And we, we saw that this last year is that if you have a goalie who can use their feet, like it's going to help your team immensely. And for a team that's high skilled and wants to play with their feet to have a goalie who can do that and be confident is, is like took them to another level. And they, uh, I think as a team, they just, they, at the end of the season, they figured out, okay, if, if Doe is in, in goal, we put, we put Keegan as kind of this creator role. Oscar stepped and played, played defense and him and him and Keegan kind of worked as like a double pivot. They both would like play defensively, but work in that Luke role of, of like would move, could move up into creator, but could also play defense and drop back. And they really let, uh, Taden and Uriel be the difference makers up top. Um, you know, with every now and again, one of those guys would step back and be the creator. But when you look at like Taden and, and Uriel's numbers, um, you know, they finished with 15 and 16 goals respectively. Um, you know, Uriel played four less games than Taden. Um, I, I, I honestly, I struggled with not, not giving Uriel team MVP. Cause I think if he's there every game, I think he's mm-hmm. in the running for, for golden boot. Uriel's um, phenomenal. He, he's a good player. He yeah, is, he is, is a great, great player and, and a ton of fun to watch, but you could tell a difference and a change in their team when Doe came into goal and just said, I'm going to take this piece and this is going to be my role. Um, it shifted their whole team. And that's ultimately, I think why they ended up winning the championship is because of, because of him. And so he doesn't get enough credit probably back there. Um, and, and, but honestly, it, it also was a full team shift. Like you saw, like Keegan had to move, like step out of goal, couldn't play attack, even though he like in the year before when he was playing with the aqua dragons, he was their their main creator. He was their like one of their best goal scorers, whatever. And he finished with two, three goals this year. Not a lot of stats, yeah. but like big time player. Like they just at the end of the year, guys stepped up for their team. And if you're gonna win, like that's what you need. And so um, I th- I think they just had they had a lot of guys step up. Um, and so I Doe is my MVP, but I think there's obviously things that can be said for. For Uriel, for for Keegan, mm-hmm. um, shouts for for those guys as well right. in that in that mix. I really want to ask you if you think that team will be back this for this next Is year. This, but we're going yeah. to we're going to get to that kind of discussion in our bonus content episode, kind of the breakdown from from this episode here. If if you're wanting to hear more about maybe your team, join us for a bonus content episode coming soon. Yes. But that's kind of it for our bottom five teams from the league. Talking uh, some strengths, some weaknesses, some team MVPs. Um, again, we're we're really unsure of of which teams are going to be back. There's been some rumors swirling around the Tons old rumor mill. We'll see, but we want to we want to break those down a little bit more. Um, have just some some fun conversation talking about those teams. What are we excited about? What are some rumors we've maybe heard? So we're gonna be doing a rumors. Episode I wanna here. I wanna throw this out there before you wrap things okay. up, Jake. Is, Go for it. Is two pieces. Registration is gonna open here Come in on. the middle of March. Dude, stay tuned. It's coming. If you're if you're wanting to get your team registered, whatever, um, registration will open. Will be open to everyone in the middle of March. Um, but then the other thing is we're looking for sponsors, dude. If you if you know a business, you're connected. Uh, you maybe want to sponsor the league. We would love for you to jump on board. Uh, become one of our sponsors. We can give you information you can get uh, on the podcast. 
You can be on Team's jersey. You can get uh, promotion advertising on boards. Um, we would love to get social some, media. Yeah, social media, crushing things on social media. We would love to add some awesome sponsors um, to to this year's uh, this year's crew. How do they reach out to do that? They can reach out to our email cmnfutsal at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. Also, I haven't made this a big deal, but we also are on Twitter now. Come on. Love Twitter. Just throwing it out there. That's the place to go for all sports updates. It is. It really it's where, is. It's where I go anyway. It is. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Why Why is that a thing? Like, why is it Twitter? Is it just because it's, it's quick? I think it's quick. Journalists use it a lot. It's, it, know, you, don't like, to, you don't have to. You're not going to make a graphic. Yeah, you don't yeah. need a graphic or anything. That's you can true. just, like, put it out there. Yeah. But oftentimes you do see a picture attached, which is weird. <laughs> Then at that point, I think it usually just, goes I think right they're to literally just Googling a picture of whatever player and like <laughs> post. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back for a bonus content episode. Um, we're going to be wrapping this one up. We got Goldie, which I didn't even call you at all this episode. Ooh, bummer. Wait until the very end. Darn it. Goldie Beard. I'm Jake. See you guys later. Peace.